heard healers by Isque, and now you're listening to wake the f up on 101.5 umfm my name is christina i use pronouns she her and this is a local feminist radio show that strives to make as intersectional feminist analysis as possible the umfm is located on the stolen lands of anishinaabe nihiawak cree og cree dakota and dene peoples and on the homeland of the metis nation we respect the treaties that were made on these territories We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are still ongoing in the present. We acknowledge ourselves, uh, we acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land, and we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. So before I dive into the show today, uh, I just want to uh, make reference to last week's episode. So for those of you who don't know, in last week's episode, it was myself and my guest, Clara, and we were talking about how and whether veganism can be intersectional. Um, and I just wanted to apologize as there was a moment in the show where we were quoting something that had been said to us. Both of us had had a similar experience, essentially, where uh, people in our lives had said that they thought eating tofu would make them a sissy. However, we did not say sissy. We used another word that someone did express to us that they found offensive. So we are sorry for that. And furthermore, if there is ever any confusion on the matter, as we were, in fact, two queer women who are vegan or mostly vegan we are in fact anti-homophobic and pro-vegan so in case you had any concerns about that just gonna make that really really clear in case you had any any concerns at <laughs> any all concerns and uh and with that we will get into our show today so i have a lovely guest with me here today if you would like to introduce yourself oh i'm lovely am i um my name is tira i use she her pronouns um I am a queer woman who is polyamorous and also Métis and a bunch of other random things. And I only say that because it's, I mean, can I can I say when we're currently recording this? Because it is um, it's Monday. It's a big mystery. I mean, oh, it's okay. Monday today because I it is uh, Orange Shirt Day. And oh, that's yeah. why I'm wearing orange because it's uh, to do with the residential school survivors. I mean, Heck yeah. I mean you're wearing a, uh, almost orange. I'm you're wearing orange socks. You're working on that's it. You're trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's a Monday morning, it's, which it's are, a Monday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you work your night, night shift. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you are all those things and you're also a perpetrator of cursed memes. Oh, so for sure. I all those bean pictures. <laughs> that really can't be left out from who you are as a person. I mean, but nobody will know about the bean pictures. They have to see them. No, I am. I just get to see those in my yeah. nightmares. I mean, <laughs> or your, your, your daydreams. I don't know what your life is like. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know what your life is like a little bit, but like, I don't know. Tears trying to brainwash me. I'm under attack. I'm uh, good. <laughs> so, uh, wanted to get you on the show today because um, we wanted to talk about how we respond to problematic media. And how we also can consume problematic media and not think of it as like a guilty pleasure or something that's terrible. Because I have some things that I watch or listen to or read that are objectively awful. They are terrible pieces of media because they were made by people who are racist and homophobic and sexist and all sorts of ists, like the worst people. And they're still objectively like a cultural phenomenon. Like mm-hmm. all of J.R.L. Tolkien, for ex- uh, example, is like very racist and very anti-Semitic. Is that the Lord of the Rings guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, just like, but his stuff has been such a cultural impact that like... I can consume it and still be aware of all those implications. And if anybody's going to like argue that he's not anti-Semitic, like goblins, very anti-Semitic guys. Oh, just so terrible. And also racist against um, people of color and like all sorts of things like that. Like he made the elves white and pure and this and that. Mm. And he made the orcs and the goblins dark skinned, Ah. big nose, all sorts of terrible like (sighs) <sighs> big yikes yeah big yikes but like the hobbit is such a beloved book by so many people and all that other stuff so like you you can still consume this media but you have to be aware of the terrible things that these authors and creators have done like i think you had mentioned that um one of your favorite movies w- had like yeah somebody exactly in it. Yeah. yeah like i i certainly have mixed feelings on this but when i go to think about this yeah for sure like um one of my favorite movies uh has been american beauty so it's like starring Kevin Spacey and there's some not so healthy yeah. themes that go on it. Just this like older man that is interested in this teenage girl. And like the only thing I know about American Beauty is I think it's got the blonde girl on the cover with all the rose petals on her. Yeah, that is the one. Yeah. But yeah, obviously like Kevin Spacey, uh, he was accused of some not great things. Yeah. Uh, not just accused, like, you know, like, I, I believe survivors. Mm-hmm. And as soon as uh, he was outed as, you know, having done these things, he tried to offset that. Make it by as a coming out story. And I'm like, oh, He tried to God, come out no. as gay to, like, try to, like, swing the pendulum back in his favor, favor. And, like, everyone saw that move. And it was just, like, the worst played. It's like, dude, you can still be gay and awful. That's, <laughs> you're still awful. You're just gay and awful. Like, like I have been gay and still kind of awful I'm less awful now working every day on being way less awful but like it's a process there's a lot of learned behaviors you gotta unlearn so yeah but coming out as like a hey this is fine because no it's not fine it's never been fine no no what you did is not okay Kevin Spacey let's just let's just be really honest about that and it's the same thing with like Johnny Depp being a garbage human yep objectively a garbage human abusive and whatever and also doing that really racist um <laughs> toto did what was it oh i can't remember the movie lone ranger that's the thing um mm. he dressed up in brown face and wore a headdress and Ooh. it was a whole thing but like oh, no. pirates of the caribbean everybody loves pirates of the caribbean right. it's a good movie he plays mm-hmm. a good character but 
Johnny Depp is not Captain Jack Sparrow. These these people that play these characters are not these characters, so you shouldn't mm-hmm. forgive everything that they do because they play this character that you love. Mm-hmm. Same thing yeah. with the the people that write these books. Like they made a fantastic fan- fantasy world that you love, but they're awful people. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I remember um, in one of my women's and gender studies classes, uh, the uh, professor was basically just kind of trying to describe what it is that happens when, like, we ourselves as feminists or people who seek, like, you know, ethical, as ethical as possible of media, you know, like, good representation, when we realize that's something that we've been invested in, that we've been part of the fandom and all of that, when we realize that it's problematic, she described it as, like, we will kind of like vomit it back up mm-hmm. and we'll try to just kind of like... You'll, you'll try to distance yourself from it and make exactly. it not something that has formed you into the person you are. But it, it can mm-hmm. still be something that's a formative experience. Like when I was a, um, in middle school, like I watched Clockwork Orange and I watched like Fight Club and those, obje- again, objectively not good pieces of media for mm-hmm. a young girl growing up, especially like one of them has a lot of rape and terrible things happening in it. But... It, it did make me more aware of things going forward. And at that time, it was part of my identity, sadly. So, like, hmm. now looking back, I can be like, oh, God, why was I like that? But it's still something that I have a nostalgia for. Right. Because it's something I watched at that time in my life. And in that time in my life, I was a mess. And now I'm not a mess. So I can look back and be like, oh, cool. I'm not this person anymore. Whether right. or not, like movies are still objectively like well-made movies too but the story behind it and the way that people have perceived it like I know when I was in middle school Fight Club was this big thing that everybody was like hyped about and like it's toxic masculinity oh yeah through the roof 100% and even the author was like presenting it as this is toxic masculinity right but all these middle school boys were like I'm Tyler Durden I'm Tyler and I'm like you don't oh my goodness now now I'm like you didn't understand it at all mm-hmm. at that time I was just like oh it's a cool movie I'm friends with all the guys like that kind of deal so mm, right moved on since then but mm-hmm. you can still like the things that are problematic you just have to be aware or willing to learn that something is problematic or that the creator was maybe not the greatest person mm-hmm. and not to overinflate your love of this thing because you love or love of this person because you love the thing they made right yeah Yeah. I guess when we um, encounter media that we enjoy for one reason or another whether it was earlier in our life perhaps before we realized how problematic they were or now when we uh, hopefully hopefully know more about the world learning every day yeah um, basically what you want to do is distance yourself from it like well, okay, so when you first encounter the media, uh, I find that I enjoy media the most if there is a character that I can relate to strongly. If I can somehow take this thing that I have uh, enjoyed, whether it's a movie or a book or something, and if I can just kind of like play it in my head like, oh, I relate to it for this and this reason, or like adopt something of it, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but if I then later realize that it's problematic in its creation or in the actors who played in it, etc., then I guess I start to try to just kind of create a little bit more space so that it's less something that I count as part of my identity. And I guess I still appreciate it as something that 
you know, like some like it it is, you know, a piece of work that somebody put work into. But it's no longer something that I identify with myself. Definitely. Like it it has formed part of your past, but you don't want it to be something that influences your future going forward, for sure, because you've realized all these negative parts of it that you don't want to be associated with, Mm -hmm. whether or not even that's like somebody else knowing that this was your favorite movie or this is something you enjoy. Like you don't want that to come back and be like, oh, well, you're okay with this thing and well no I'm not I'm aware that this is a problematic thing but I can still Mm -hmm. consume this media because honestly there's very little that you can do that's going to get you away from a lot of problematic things there's so many terrible terrible things that people will produce or like even corporations that produce all this media like none of them are in it to like actually be positive influences in the oh, world they're yeah. in it for money no ethical so, consumption under no, capitalism yeah, no. <laughs> just a light topic to talk about no big deal yeah. um but you can't ever step away from that like you can't mm-hmm. ethically consume anything like completely ethically consume anything because mm-hmm. there's always going to be somebody like even if this product was made by so and so and such and such and whatever it is still the base resources that made it you don't know where they came from and like as ethically as you can be cool go Mm -hmm. for it but you can't ever claim that like even when you're consuming um like video games movies anything like that the burnout of the workers Mm -hmm. do you consider that ethical like how hard they're worked for this product to be pushed out as fast as possible like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because it's ethical in that it's not racist not homophobic not transphobic not like it's a positive piece of media for the masses, it's still maybe not ethically produced. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of little teeny tiny things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, so despite this, I believe I still will, in considering all of this, I guess, aim for finding media that is still better in one degree or another. Um, So I might still appreciate, uh, you know, this media that was part of kind of my, you know, like part of my culture and growing up, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I will kind of also be more motivated to pursue media that may be less problematic. Like, um, I don't know if you, uh, like, for example, like, you know, we've had Jack on this show before and he told us about this uh, uh, movies movie that he's in. I believe it's called St. Anne that he's working on. And it's all like totally like local and like indigenous produced oh, yeah, that's cool. and like like all the actors and like the representation is just like fantastic and all of that. So like that stuff exists mm-hmm. and Definitely. there's no question that there's a lot of people working on stuff like that. It can just be hard for us to access it because... Um, we don't we don't necessarily choose the media that's presented to us. You For know, that's sure. still very much influenced by the corporations. They're the ones that are putting the money where they want it. They're the ones who are putting things in our face, who control the advertising. So no question about it, there is less problematic media that exists, but it does help to still pursue to to pursue those things well even if you're pursuing something like i know for sure when um wonder woman and all those other female superhero movies came out even if they were problematic i had to go see them because you're Mm -hmm. you're voting with your wallet like it's this terrible thing and like i don't like it i wish there was more just diverse media out there for people to be able to see themselves in Mm -hmm. but this is the reality of the situation and like 
even if something is kind of queer baity and awful like that (laughs) or they'll kind of like have a hint of like oh maybe this this relationship is like gonna be an open relationship kind of stuff i'm gonna maybe but i'm gonna consume that media (laughs) because i need representation in my life yes and i I've, i've never once i don't think ever looked at a movie or a tv show and ever seen myself exactly because mm-hmm. i mean my my identity has changed quite a bit but even just as a metis person who can't now say out loud that they're a metis person because there's no shame there anymore it's lovely um <laughs> i've never seen somebody who's mixed race in the way that i am and also queer and also poly, and also this, and also that. Like, right. And I, I'm not expecting somebody to exactly fit my mold of a person, but I'm expecting more diverse people so I can find bits and pieces of myself in people instead of everybody being, hello, I am white man with gun, and I'm going mm-hmm. to defend the world, and also my wife is dead because she got fridged. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she got fridged. Yeah, that's a whole, it's a term for um, if you're, it was a comic book where <laughs> the wife got murdered and, or girlfriend, I think, got murdered and sh- they stuffed her in the fridge and that's how we found her. So it's it's a whole like thing. Yeah. I have some really I good. I have not heard that one before. Oh. That is, I learned something today. I mean, I feel like you learn something every time we interact because I just send you fantastic pictures of beans. <sighs> Beans, places beans shouldn't be. Everybody should Google it. Don't put beans in water bottles. I mean, I like the one where it had like a little lemon slice on the edge of the glass. (sighs) It was a glass full of beans. It was a glass full of beans. It was not okay. We've Um, been blessed with this mental image in the middle of this podcast. (laughs) Radio show, wherever we are. I don't know where I am. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... So what I'm hearing is a really good description of basically just like how do we contend with, you know, the mostly not great choices of media that we are bombarded with. And also that like you definitely and most people who are not white men that are represented in 99% of the movies that we see, we certainly have incentive to desire better representation Mm -hmm. in the media. So there's, there's no question there. I think a lot of people might kind of hear like oh no you can't just you can't separate the because something problematic that i will hear and I'm, and i just want to clarify to people that i you know this isn't what you're saying and, and um they'll say oh you got to separate the man from the art yeah i mean i i can to a degree like i can see something as what it is culturally and what it could be um like by itself as a standalone thing but it's still tainted by whoever made it mm-hmm. a little bit because mm-hmm. of who they are as a person. So I can consume the media, usually maybe through not um, buying it. Sometimes like right. library or <laughs> you'll borrow it from a friend who already owns it. Like you won't pay for it. Yeah, yeah. But you'll consume right. it. You'll see it. You'll watch it. If it's on Netflix, they already paid them. So whatever, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But like... I'm I'm going to be able to separate it to a degree, but I'm never going to be able to be like, oh, well, because um, House of Cards is good, Kevin Spacey's not garbage. Like, he's still mm-hmm. garbage. Yeah. But House of Cards I is good. I think that is kind of how the, the thought process goes for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, they, I guess a lot of people have a difficult time living in that duality. 
and like they want to be able to believe that the thing that they love is absolutely perfect which is really simplistic and i guess like they're just not giving a lot of thought that's what happens when you're not giving something a lot of thought like it just becomes oversimplified and cartoonized in your mind well and people have a lot of hero worship towards celebrities in general yeah and like i don't get that personally so maybe i'm not like the best person to ask about like hero worship and whether or not it's ridiculous because i think it's ridiculous um (laughs) but i think they're just people they're people like we are and just because they're allowed to be represented like be a representative of an idea or a character doesn't mean they're any better or worse than we are they're still human they're still fallible sometimes they'll do bad things and it's something we can forgive and move on from and other Mm -hmm. times they'll do bad things and you're like oh no and never again they just don't make it better Mm -mm. like kevin spacey yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, johnny depp and uh, a lot of other a lot sean connery um sean penn um i know a lot of sean's that are terrible (laughs) (laughs) careful sean's (laughs) all of you sean's um so I'm curious what your thoughts are on cancel culture then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Well, because that's the thing is people will do something negative like and people will dig up old things that people have said and be like, oh, so and so said something homophobic 10 years ago. Canceled. I mean, I am a queer Métis polyamorous woman. I have had racist thoughts about my own race. I have had homophobic thoughts. I'm really gay. And I've had like really mononormative thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things, I've been misogynistic. Like just because somebody says something, does something, whatever, doesn't mean they're just suddenly not allowed to have opinions anymore. Not allowed to be Interesting. in the yeah. public eye. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody does just because yours aren't as public as these people's and is easily accessible doesn't mean that like you're suddenly better than them. And there shouldn't be this idea that you have to be perfectly feminist and perfectly Mm. uh, like accepting and like it's just you can't be perfect Mm -hmm. and this idea that you have to be perfect just cancels out all this good things that can be happening all these positive experiences that people can have with each other because Mm -hmm. you want everybody to be this perfect standard that nobody is nobody will be because we're all learning right like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I think, really forgiving and really important. I think, um, you know, you're drawing attention to call-out culture. I think a lot of the times um, when we demand that perfection of each other, I guess, you know, because we're aware of the issues in the world, we're aware of how serious they are. And I guess we get stressed out because the stakes are so high and it is important. You know, we need to accurately represent people, but also, like, people learn at a rate that is, like, their their own, their own, pace. Their own speed. Like, and I guess... There are for sure people that are on the same, maybe the exact same journey as I am, but they're Mm. way ahead of me or they're way behind me, but they're still working on it. And that's what matters. Yeah. Like you can't say, oh, well, you did this one thing once. Not allowed to speak ever again. Exactly. Right. Right. I guess. And and this is interesting. And I'm forming my thoughts on it. I think when somebody I when I know somebody has demonstrated empathy or like awareness of some Mm -hmm. some anti-oppressive movement in some way that i'm more optimistic to be to to extend that patience towards them but i find that if somebody 
is somebody like they just purely perpetuate something like just totally oppressive like yeah. you know right-wing supremacist like I, i'm not going to be optimistic you're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt no that you i'm would just give gonna to somebody that's just learning. maybe in the center and not sure and kind of leaning towards one side because it seems better to them and maybe they um identify with the people that are a part of that movement more mm-hmm. whether or not that's because they're into the same i don't know activities even like who knows why they're going towards that side but for you to like for you to then say oh well they're terrible people they're canceled mm-hmm. well you're losing an ally you're losing somebody that you could hopefully teach to become a better person to other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and i mean i feel down at the base most people and there are outliers always outliers are good people whether mm-hmm. or not they have been raised a certain way that makes them not the greatest people or raised a certain way and then not made aware or not willing to become aware of themselves that they are toxic that they're doing bad things perpetuating terrible ideas and not treating other people as people mm-hmm. like but there are people in the center that might have the same ideals or thoughts as those people on the far right and you can't just say oh well you said this bad thing once so we're not going to associate with you cuz like i'm not going to f- flog myself forever because i was racist once i'm not going to do the same thing like i'm not going to do that to myself why am i going to put somebody else up mm-hmm. to that same standard yeah like you have to allow the space Forgive for yourself. growth yeah. yeah yeah absolutely Wow. Yeah. So we're going to leave you with those thoughts for a moment. We're just going to take a quick break here and we will be right back. Welcome back to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM. We air on Thursdays from 11 a.m. till noon. Uh, my name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And here I am with a lovely guest, Tira, who uses pronouns she, her I as do. well. And we're having a really, um, really interesting conversation about how we respond to problematic media um so uh so we'll just continue from there i mean how do you respond to problematic media when i send you problematic media not in like the racist sexist awful way but just no 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 tira just likes to send me photos of cursed beans i like to send everybody photos of cursed food Or just cursed images in general. It's great. So like pickle soda, for example, is the kind of thing that I will receive. I mean, my mother wanted to send me mustard soda. (sighs) And I feel like... Does does this run in the family? I mean, uh, trolling each other, yes. (sighs) Yeah. It's just just how we show affection. If I wasn't picking on you, that means I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Um, it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one point that I really wanted to add before we move on to our, our next discussion point here, mm-hmm. um, you were talking about how you believe, like you have this inherent assumption that people are good yeah. and they're trying to do good. And I just think that's really interesting because um, a couple of weeks ago um, when Crown and I were uh, talking here, we were discussing how one of the things that we are trying to do as left-wingers actually is like, form a cohesive worldview mm-hmm. and that means that we have the same assumption towards all humans assuming that they're all good i'm i'm gonna assume everybody's good until they for, like for sure prove me otherwise obviously but mm-hmm. i feel like one-on-one base level like without any of your um terrible like 
upbringing or anything that you would have learned, you are a good person. Just whether or not you grow into a good person Mm -hmm. is kind of where that deviates. Because there are people that do bad things and they can still be good people to other people. There are people that might be good people to me that aren't good people to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's people that are going to be good people to you that aren't good people to me. So it's like I want to believe that everybody deserves the same like base level. I think you're a good person until they prove otherwise. Yeah. Even if it's to my face or to somebody else or like if you're mean to wait staff, you're not a good person. No. (laughs) Like, oh, no. I mean, that's (laughs) you're maybe having a bad day, but like. And maybe just don't understand a thing or two of the world. But yeah. I, th- I just think that's super interesting because, like, you know, we all grow up in a super, like, our society is problematic as hell. Yeah. Um, so we're all always, like, working on overcoming the internalized crap that we all get from that. And now I'm really curious, actually, do you think that your, like, uh, your observation and your desire to recognize uh, that all people have this basic desire to generally want to be good do you think that that was kind of a part of your settling into the politics that you have now today I feel like for sure because there have been times in my life in the past where it was very much brought to my attention that I was not as white as the kids next to me or as normal as the kids next to me or like whatever it was Um, and like I'm pretty white like I look pretty Caucasian Mm -hmm. but like there are features you can pick out if you know what to look for and certain not very nice kind of racist people Mm -hmm. can pick out those features Mm. so like growing from that I I I want to believe that not everybody is always going to be like that and Mm -hmm. I want to believe that since I could change because I have had these terrible thoughts and opinions and some some of it's learned some of it's just I don't even know where it came from, like yeah. societal, obviously, but some yeah. of it is like, I can't even pinpoint uh, when somebody gave me that idea. It was just like, oh yeah, this is in my head now. Like, uh, love and learning all that nonsense. Oh yeah. But I want to believe since I can make myself better and I feel like deep down inside, I like to think I'm a good person, that other people are also good people. I, I, would, I don't want to think that I'm too different from anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm a good person deep down, everybody else is probably a good person deep down. So hopefully that's true. And if you are um, nice to wait staff again, then yeah, you're for sure a good person. <laughs> Tip well. Tip your waitress. <laughs> if you can. Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, this this is maybe slightly tangential to the point, but can I just draw, can I like just draw a parallel based on the the person that we have in common in our lives? Sure. Go for it. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, so Christina's my meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're, we're metamores. Me yeah. and Tira are both dating Serena, who yeah. has been on this show before. If you're, uh, you know, uh, somebody who's been listening to the show for a while, An you'll have heard her. listener. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have heard uh, Serena on a few shows before. Um, and I've quoted the thing that is actually on Serena's Tinder profile, where she says, one's radical politics should stem from a love of humanity. Yeah, for sure. That's so I like mean she's just such a positive person in general though yeah. so I don't even know if I can reach that level. <laughs> like it's I could pretend, I could fake it. <laughs> <laughs> but deep down, I'm cynical. Cynical as heck. <laughs> it's all those beans. All those bean memes cuz the thing is when I find all those bean memes for her, I have to slog through all sorts of nonsense. So I've seen some things that she could not handle and in yet, the search to find 
I mm-hmm. can't say I appreciate your sacrifice because oh, I damn. don't enjoy the end result. But don't you, though? Some of them are fun. <sighs> and then sometimes I just send you cat pictures the, of like, cat there's beans. There's, like, photos of beans inside swim goggles. Yeah, it was a good time. I was not okay. Beans inside of Air Jordans. <sighs> yeah? Yes? <sighs> beans in the cup holder. Like, my next question to you was going to be, what do we seek in the media? But I think we're figuring out right here what it is that you want to see. I seek beans. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually. I don't seek beans. I mean, actually, maybe a little bit. What do you seek, Tira? Um, representation. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like I mentioned before, I've never once seen myself exactly portrayed and i don't ever expect myself to be exactly portrayed but like well, why shouldn't you i mean well i guess not exactly exactly like, but like, like somebody like, who shares all your characteristics that's the thing that's, i don't think that's yeah. too out there no or even like two out of three ain't bad three out of three out of four ain't bad. Yeah, like yeah. pick a couple things like you don't have to have her like look exactly like me because like that's gonna be impossible oh no you're you're style i'm all over the place <laughs> it's just unbeatable oh thank you so much I was like worried about what I'm going to wear to the radio show because I'm a psycho. Like, yeah, yeah. Tira literally Actually, like I texted me in like a hot sweat. Like she was like, what am I going to wear? I'm, and then I sat down and I was like, oh yeah, people aren't going to actually, I mean, you take pictures, but people aren't going to actually see what I'm wearing. Why am I like this? I don't know. Tira's wearing a parka. I definitely flops. am. Oh God. I don't like feet. <laughs> She's here in toe socks and I don't like feet. Yeah, they're, they're the most comfortable <laughs> thing. As a sound of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> what do we seek in media? I want to see a lot more leftist. Oh, things. for sure. Yeah, and like that. Okay, that to an outsider that might sound really biased, but something that I think we've really been hammering out over the last couple episodes is that the further we go to the left, the more compassionate we get. I just, like, as a general rule, just want people to be allowed to do what they want with yeah, themselves right. as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Yes. Like, I actually just had posted, because I'm, like, the laziest witch you'll ever meet as well as being <laughs> queer and poly and Métis and a woman. Um, the Annette Harm Nun, Do As Thou Wilt. Mm. And, like, that's a big-ass mood. <laughs> like, that's who I am. <laughs> Deep down, inside, is Annette Harm Nun, Do As Thou Wilt. Because... I'm doing things for myself, whether or not they're, they can even harm myself a little bit, as long as it's not harming anybody else. Ideally not harming myself either, but yeah, like, no, yeah, I, I'm not okay like, with that. I'm not, I mean, take me out for a glass of wine and suddenly I'm going to fall down some stairs. It'll be fine. No worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pick up a cat that doesn't want to be picked up and then I'm going to be scratched all over and it's happened before. Your cat's evil. No, she's, she's a sweet little I mean, bee. I knew it was a sweet bee. Yeah. I was just being too aggressive with her. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's aggressive with me. The oh, other wow. day she jumped straight onto my stomach from my dresser onto my bed and like like onto my stomach just and lunged and she just lunged yeah and then i made this like ungodly squawk and like accidentally kind of flung I mean, her you kind of always make ungodly squawks though <laughs> if i'm honest <laughs> is this too honest are we being too honest right now that's okay people are learning true facts true facts about the squid <laughs> yeah yeah um but genuinely um so when i say that i want to see more compassion in media like i'm so 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 tired of the storyline of somebody getting jealous and behaves in a really irrational manner and that being like a i'm using air quotes right now a relatable 
jealousy so relatable well it's like um somebody mentioned the other day that carrie underwood before he cheats song that was oh god like mm, get a bunch of poly people in a room and we'll talk all about the songs that don't actually okay so i want to talk about this so yeah poly people so (laughs) (laughs) the negative representation we have and that we give ourselves too (laughs) So this is really uh, okay. So Tier and I, of course, as we mentioned, we're both poly. Yeah. Um. So there's this group on Facebook called Sounds Like Accidental Polyamory, but okay. And <laughs> I think this is just such a great thing because, like, we see so much like poly erasure in media. Oh, for we sure. We see like you know a whole plot will be you driven. S- you see a lot of like unicorn hunting that ends up being like a threesome, and then they toss the unicorn away. Oh yeah, and that's it's just normal. And, no, it's it, it's horrible. And it's I mean, horrendous. and then it is normalized in even the poly culture too with some people, which yeah. Oh god, we we have work to do. So <laughs> this group is great because like. I, sometimes when I see these things, I feel like I'm having a response to it that, you know, the people that are just very monogamous are not having the same response. <laughs> so here's an example. Somebody made a post that said, today, my horoscope is predicting that I will be encountering the love of my life. I'm not sure how my husband will take it, but I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and this is obviously posted by a monogamous yeah. person. <laughs> like as a, as a, like, I'm, I'm going to cheat on my husband kind of joke. Like. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Also, like, I don't have one love of my life, so can't relate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not relatable content for me. I'm trying to find one that I had seen the other day, but I cannot because this oh, yeah. no, whole thing you, is a you, mess. When you find it, oh, lay it on. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the good one is like the um, Batman and Wonder Woman. When you see a girl you'd both love to share with one another, like, on the one hand, okay. On the other hand, couples privilege guys let's not do that yeah yeah couples Uh, privilege yeah Um, for those of you who don't know like we've talked about unicorn hunting and couples privilege on this show before i'll just give it a really brief introduction because anyone who knows me knows that i will rant about this all about it um unicorn hunting is the practice when a couple usually heterosexual uh will be seeking a third person to join their coupleship usually a bisexual woman that they're seeking uh, to take on as a play partner or romantic partner or some combination of the two. And basically, the reason that it's problematic, without going into too much detail, is that they never consider the wants and needs of the third person and treat them like a disposable object. Th- they become our girlfriend, not my girlfriend and my partner's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Ours. Because the couple is always the main relationship and that's not to say again like because this is a big generalization triads can work for some people absolutely for sure but if you're going in with couples privilege and unchecked couples privilege it's gonna hurt the the unicorn and the the person you're bringing into the relationship more than anybody else because they're going to expect this relationship Mm -hmm. to be fulfilling and positive and it's not usually especially since when this couple is trying to find their unicorn they also make this demand that they not date anybody else outside of the couple yeah like without it being like oh well eh." okay you know what i actually think you know what i think i think the couples who go unicorn hunting i think each person in that coupleship should have had experience being a unicorn first. That's what I think. Get unicorned. <laughs> Get unicorned. We're going to make a new word. Get unicorned. Like, like do you see why I say yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Because maybe... then they'll understand a little bit more the heartbreak of it. Like, yeah. not not that everybody gets into these relationships for emotional, like, connections. Mm-hmm. Personally, I do. But other people would just be going into it for friends with benefits situations or whatever they're going into. But 
the majority of the times that you see these couples trying to find a third, it is they want like a live-in girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to be a positive experience for this one person who has to deal with the dynamic of the couple as well as the dynamic with one person and then with the other person. And then with not being allowed to explore outside of those people. And also with the expectation of uh, loving them both equally and et cetera, et cetera. I'm so glad that you ranted about this and I didn't have to. I mean, I'm sorry. I kind of took over a little bit because I have a lot of feelings. Yep. Oh, I'm so glad that you did. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is a, this is a fun one. Um, on the on the group here there's a big post like one of those text posts that you see on facebook it says how many people still actually believe in staying loyal to their partner and then the person who the poly person who posted this was like i'm loyal to all three of them yeah i am loyal to all my partners (laughs) (laughs) i suspect the person who created that original post was probably throwing shade at poly yeah or trying to throw shade Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're trying really hard and i believe in you (laughs) but it's not really working I mean, the one that you also, I think, shared was the ethical ethical non-monogamists. Oh, my gosh. Words are hard. Um, Unicorn hunters and then bi femmes new to poly. (laughs) And it's like a dog attacking an eagle. And the bi femmes is a little little cute kitten in the front. It's so cute. (laughs) Like, I need everybody to see this. And and I'm so sad you can't. As well as the bean pictures that I will post to the um, Instagram without Christina finding out somehow. Even though I just said it in front of her. But... You'll all get the bean pictures. I promise. <laughs> I'm uh, never ready. No. There's another post that says, looking for a wife who will cook, clean, make love, snuggle, and laugh at my jokes, and go home when her husband calls her. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, oh. Sounds like accidental polyamory. Sounds like accidental okay. <laughs> Like, how is that? That's like, you're searching for this person. How is that accidental? No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, this one. Being polyamorous is actually very difficult. Can't flirt properly with properly with others because I always mention my girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, that's right? a mood. Big mood. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I really, I really like my girlfriend. Isn't she great? <laughs> She's great. She's and I so like great. my other girlfriend. And I talk about my yeah. other girlfriend with my girlfriend. And then yes. they're both okay with it, though. Mostly. Bless if you're not, them. If you're not okay with it, you can tell me. If you're listening. Tell me. Same. <laughs> Serena, <it's> please. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. <laughs> you can tell me. <laughs> Open and honest communication. <laughs> the cornerstone. <laughs> no, she gets it. She yeah. does the same thing. She's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she'd be as happy about us, like, hanging out together if she was, like... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. no. I, I've lost track of how many people are dating who whenever oh, we all God. do a pic- picnic. It was like quadruple, no, more than that. Because like one person was there, another person was there. And oh God, it was like a constellation of humans. <sighs> and that's not even counting like, the people that weren't there too. Oh God. Yeah, I, I've lost count. I know so many people now. I know way more people than I used to. Get into polyamory, you get way more friends. It's great. Oh yeah, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> well, actually, no, I think that's maybe, I think we're just like lucky with our community here in one of In general, yeah most mostly um i feel like most of the people that i've met through um getting in a relationship with serena have been positive people and it's been fantastic and like even because i had been dating her for about i want to say a year and a bit before i started dating my other girlfriend who i'm not sure would be okay with me mentioning her name so i'm not going to um but i had been dating for almost a year and then i like i wasn't 
I wouldn't say I was like outwardly polyamorous at that point. I was more like ambiamorous. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, if this happens, it's cool. If it doesn't, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But once I like got into the idea of potentially dating somebody else, like her excitement for me was really what like sold me on it. I was like, she's excited for me to have a date. This is great. But like, I don't know why I was so surprised by that. Cause like, I feel that when I see like you and Serena together, I'm like, oh, they're so cute together. They're adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> like, why am I expecting my partner not to feel this like I don't expect everybody to feel uh, like the words compersion compersion right? yeah so we're not, very compersive <laughs> compersive <laughs> um but I'm not expecting every partner to feel that way about anybody else like right no. jealousy is a thing that you can have you can feel or like feeling like you're not as important to your partner as their other partners things like that like something to struggle through but my experience has mostly been positive in that like I like my partner's partners as people like first and foremost so it's like positive experience because it's like yes new friends and we can talk about our girlfriend together (laughs) and send her snapchats and like get her all twitter pated (laughs) i'm not crying you're crying i'm crying too it's fine we're gonna have an emotional time in this in this room i hope serena listens to this i really hope so (laughs) i mean she was she was telling me about how i'm gonna be a radio star and then the song video killed the radio star just started playing in my head i'm like i'm gonna die And then she said, babe, don't watch YouTube. We can't risk it. <laughs> oh, bless her. Yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> oh, I found another post on this. Uh, sounds like accidental polyamory, but okay. It says, my girlfriend will post a pic of us. Dudes will see it, like it, then proceed to hop in her DMs. Like, <laughs> WTF, bro. I'm cute too. Where's my DM? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sounds like accidental polyamory. Uh, <laughs> I mean... If somebody were to hop into, I mean, I feel like if I were to be attractive to somebody, not necessarily my partners would be attractive to the same person. Like, because we're very different. Like, I feel like deep down base, like personality wise, we're pretty similar people. Like, not exactly the same, obviously. We all have different likes and dislikes and blah, blah, blah. But like base level, we're all like forward thinking, positive people who are very into like... Flamingos. Flamingos. Oh, yes. Flamingos. Ooh. (laughs) We're going to make it sound weird. <laughs> it sounds really strange and random, but that's actually a thing. That's I, a thing. Yeah. Flamingle. Flamingle. I'm not single, but I'm still ready to flamingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's cute. Um, my boyfriend, it, it says, my boyfriend made this when I started talking, first started talking to him slash dating him. It's still one of the funniest and best photos on my phone. And it's a picture of the um, How to Train Your Dragons dragon. Um, and the female dragon of the like second or third movie and it's like me is the um, male dragon like doing his uh, mating ritual dance and the female dragon's like what the heck is going on and then and that's tagged as my boyfriend and then the third one is the um, dragon rider guy and he's like got his thumbs up he's like yeah go for it and it's like that's tagged as my husband and I'm like positive that's exactly how I felt when I was going on my first non-Serena date I was like she's like cheering me on from the sidelines like you could do it I was like I don't know if I could do it I'm really nervous I'm always anxious but I'll try it was a win I won, I won so hard the lottery I won the lot no it's fine <laughs> uh there's one that's photo i don't know who this guy is but he has a very emotive face uh the text said <laughs> oh uh yeah that guy uh, yeah um 
it's the um no it's not the i guess i'll die guy it's something else it's a very similar one it's that bald guy with the white beard if you know memes you know him (laughs) yeah yeah um he says when you see your girlfriend with another guy and realize why she always texted i love you too the number two instead of i love you too t-w-o i love both of you too the two of you yes i mean that's pretty relatable oh jeez there's a comic um the first panel is a photo of somebody holding a drawing of one can and it's a can and the second one is a photo of a two can so the bird and then the third one is a comic three can question mark and then it's three people standing there and then the <laughs> in the last panel it's a guy showing the girl this and she's like nice try <laughs> Aww. He got shot down. (laughs) I mean, he's probably just looking for a threesome in that that comic specifically, but, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's looking like. (sighs) Well, this has been a fun exploration in beans among other things in, in all seriousness <laughs> like it was it was really great to talk about um how we respond to um problematic media yeah and how uh, s- some Suddenly. insight has to how polyamorous people are responding to the monogamous media oh yeah i mean yeah. i feel like every time i am in a conversation with another polyamorous person we just start talking about polyamory because it's like inevitable yeah yeah but we only have so much media representation that we have to make our own live and in person exactly it's hard work we're, folks we're making poly representation right now yeah oh my god making it happen oh my god <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show tira oh you're welcome welcome back anytime oh god i don't know if i'm gonna do that i'm just sweating all over right now yeah nervous <laughs> <laughs> um if you have any comments or ideas for future show be sure to check out our show's instagram it's wake the f up umfm and we also have a twitter by the same name Uh, This has been Wake the F Up, and catch you next week. Please enjoy this song, Nobody Knows, by Iskwe. Lay me down now, lay me to the ground. Lay me down now, lay me down in the shade. Yeah.